Today's show is brought to you by Delicious Obsessions. Real food, real life, and real delicious. Deliciousobsessions.com. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, which can be found on our website at treyerwilderness.com and also on iTunes. Welcome to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where we are homesteading traditionally 100% off-grid today and offering preparedness and survival tips for tomorrow. Here's your host, Tammy Treyer. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today here on the Mountain Woman Radio. I am excited. We have another fantastic guest today, and it is just another beautiful day here in northern Idaho. We've had four days of rain. It was knee-deep mud trying to milk goats, but we have sunshine today, and I'm just thankful for that. And we had a great turnout at my Cooking and Cleaning with Essential Oils webinar last Thursday. You can check that out if you missed it at treyerwilderness.com slash cooking, cleaning. And um, you can also check out the other webinars on our website by going to our website and uh, clicking on the webinar tab. And you will get caught up on all the varying um, webinars that we've been uh, conducting in an effort to educate folks on varying things. So uh, check that out. Real excited about that. And we have a lot of new things coming up. My ebooks and my classes will be uh, offered soon. So stay tuned for that. But Without further ado, I wanted to uh, introduce my guest today. Jessica Espinoza from DeliciousObsessions.com is joining me today. I'm so excited because you guys have heard me talking about herbal coffee and my love for herbal coffee. And I've talked about Delicious Obsessions before. Well, now we get to have her here live and she can share all her great information with us today. So, Jessica, thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you, Tammy. I really appreciate you having me on your show. I'm excited. (laughs) Good, good. Well, I know my audience will gain a lot from this interview, and I figured I would just open the floor up here and let you share a little bit about how things have started for you and um, about what you do on your website. Okay, awesome. Yeah, probably one of the most common questions I get asked is, um, how did I start my site or why did I start it? So, Mm -hmm. Um, really, I started it kind of as a catalog for me to keep track of my recipes because I'm one of the people who I am not organized whenever I'm creating recipes. I'm like writing it on little scraps of paper and then the paper gets lost and then I get really <laughs> disappointed. So I figured it would be easier if I just started some sort of online resource where I could keep track of my recipes and I could also share them with family and friends because people were always asking, you know, oh, I want the recipe for that. So I figured, oh, I'll just send you a link to it. So <laughs> um, so that's really, I had no idea that I was actually going to do anything with it really other than share it with family and friends. And then I, um, I started that uh, back in 2010. I actually officially started blogging um, around the first, January 1st or so of 2010 and then uh, transitioned over to my 
what my site is now, deliciousobsessions.com, I was just using a little free uh, like blog spot um, mm-hmm. site when I first started. You know, I transitioned. You know, I started out on that free the free platform for my blog because I really didn't expect to do anything with it. And then around the same time, I started noticing, you know, the Weston A. Price um, Foundation was kind of gaining a lot of momentum and the real food movement was really kind of coming to the forefront. I started following a lot of real food bloggers and just got really, really inspired uh, by that movement um, and kind of transforming the way people think about food and nutrition and things like that. So I got really excited and decided that I wanted to start writing about more than just recipes. So I started writing about kind of all aspects of, of health and wellness. I, you know, blogged some about raw milk and food freedom and things like that. So I really kind of transitioned or it happened pretty quick. I initially thought I was just going to be all recipes and all food, but I quickly realized that ultimately how, there's so much more that goes into being healthy, um, than just food. I mean, you really have to look at your spiritual health and your mental health and your physical health. It's not just what you put in your stomach. It's how you live your life and what you're exposed to and things like that. So I really felt like my site kind of evolved into more than just food. It's more, uh, you know, everything that encompasses being healthy and, you know, living a healthy life. So I um, I kind of just grew from there. I I don't know. It was crazy. I never expected to to have a, a big blog or anything like that. So it's been a fun ride, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> awesome, and and so true. There's so many aspects to living health a healthy life, and you you touched on them all because all of that has to be in sync in order for you to really feel good. You know, your spiritual mm-hmm. health, having time to exercise, just and and what you eat. So many people just don't realize that what they consume has such a big role in their health. I I educate on that on my webinars so much because sugar and starches play such a huge role in joint pain and and sleepless nights and all that and, and inflammation so it's it's so important to be able to put them all together and um, folks when you go to deliciousobsessions.com you will find something for everything she really covers the soup to nuts and I'm really thankful that I found her beyond the herbal coffee aspect of things she's got so much stuff out there and and it's funny how yours morphed like ours did our site was initially started also in 2010 to pacify our family and friends back home while we were living in a wall tent and building our home. They wanted to make sure we were still alive. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) But it's just funny, you know, when you are able to go out there and provide something, you know, if it benefits you, it's going to benefit others. I think that's great that you put your recipes there. I still struggle with that. So that's, I put them on my website, but I never thought of it that way to archive all my recipes on our website, which I do periodically add out there. But that's a great idea because I'm still trying to figure out the best system in my home and in, in cataloging them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not, I'm still really unorganized whenever I'm doing recipe development. I finally bought a notebook that I try to keep in the kitchen so that when I'm cooking anything, because really, any time that I'm in the kitchen, I am always thinking, is this something that I would put on my site? So it's, it's very rare that I actually cook something without thinking, is this a recipe that I'm going to share somewhere? Um, so I, well, what I still do, though, I still use those little scraps of paper, and those little scraps of paper still get lost. It drives me crazy. So you would think after, what, almost five years of, actually over five years of blogging now, that I would have a better system, but I don't. I still do it in the same way. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're so yep. not alone. And what's funny is it's really sad when you have to have your iPad in the kitchen so you can go on your own website to find your recipe because I do that because I can't find I, my recipe card. <laughs> I do that all the time. I'll have my phone in there. I'm like, how did I make that again? You would think I remember it. But, yeah, I, always, I'm, I Google my own recipes. Um, for as many times as I've made my mayonnaise, I still can't remember quite the proportions of spices that I put in it. So I'm always you know, looking that up and other little recipes. So, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so I, I do still use it as a recipe catalog for myself. It's just out there for other people, people too. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like you are probably like I am, where you're constantly experimenting and altering recipes. I have a tendency to do that, too, mm -hmm. and then I don't write it down how I've altered it. And and that is something uh -huh. i got to get in control of, too. I imagine you do the same. <laughs> I do the same, and actually, uh, it's funny because we tease my mom about that a lot because she'll, you know, she'll find a recipe. You know, I learned everything I know about cooking, really, from my mom. She's a great cook and had me in the kitchen cooking with her from, I mean, probably when I was a baby, but she, you know, had me actually helping her by the time I was, like, three. And then awesome. by the time I was six, she had me, I mean, I was cooking on my own and even baking and stuff on my own. Awesome. Um, she just... She trusted me, and, um, you know, I managed not to hurt myself too bad. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, she does the same thing. She'll tweak recipes, and everybody you will have, like, Saturday lunches up there. That's a kind of a tradition for us. And um, she'll put something on the table, and we're like, oh, this is delicious. Make sure you write it down because <laughs> we want to eat it again. Because a lot of times you won't make a, a note of the changes she made, and then we'll never taste that same recipe again. So... <laughs> So I, I get that from her. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. And that's so awesome that she inspired you to be in the kitchen at such a young age. I've done that with my, my son and getting him in the kitchen. You know, I feel that guys need to know how to, you know, prepare foods and be able to, you know, mm -hmm. be on their own as well. So that, and, and the benefit is when I can't make cookies and brownies or whatever he's looking for it, now he knows how to. So <laughs> he's yep. out there doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think it's really important to get kids involved in the food process, all the way from selecting the foods at the grocery store or yep. going out if you've got a ranch or a farm that you buy produce or meat from, yep. getting them out there and getting them involved in it so that they can see where the food comes from. Yep. They can have a, a say in what you're preparing, like have them help with recipes and have them help with the food prep so that they have a say in what they're eating. I think that's really important. And there's a lot of kids, you know, that don't have any concepts that food comes from places other than like McDonald's and Wendy's and places like that, you know, it's really yeah. sad. So I, it's critical, I think, in my mind for the success of our future generations to get the kids into the kitchen soon and have them be involved. Amen. So, Amen. That's so true. And <laughs> we are, we are blessed in the regard that we grow a lot and harvest a lot and, and even hunt, you know, what we, mm -hmm. what we, what we consume and it's a life skill and and you're so right that's like on the nose as far as kids today needing to know that there's so many adults that honestly don't know where our food mm -hmm. comes from let alone the children and and for them to be able to handle themselves and and be able to be on their own and and eat healthy you know it's so important so mm -hmm. good for you and and you do uh, you know I know that you hit on that and cover a lot of that on your site as well but um I would love for you to share about your herbal coffees and how that started, too, because you saved my bottom in January and February when I was unable to have coffee, and and it has really changed my life, honestly, because coffees 
take away so much from your system. There's, they're very acidic and um, not always the best thing for you, where the herbal coffees actually help your system and your organs. So I'm really benefiting greatly from the coffee, not to mention, you know, the flavor and what it's added, you know, to my tea selection and, and not being Good. able to have the coffee. So share that with us if you don't mind. Okay, yeah, I'm so glad that you have enjoyed them so much. I that makes me very happy. So, I um I created these actually a few years ago. I had to give up coffee for health reasons. Mainly, um, I received a autoimmune thyroid disease diagnosis back in 2012, and um, as part of trying to get my autoimmune condition under control, um, you know, you really have to look at your endocrine system as a whole, so that's your blood sugar and your adrenals and your thyroid, and coffee really negatively, it's, it's primarily the caffeine that really negatively affects those areas, so there are different constituents in coffee that some people are very sensitive to. So for me, caffeine was never really, um, it never really had a whole lot of effect on me. I was always one of those people who I could probably drink like a six pack of Mountain Dew and go to bed and be fine. <laughs> that was me. But, um, <laughs> but it was the, you know, there were certain constituents that I later learned that were um, uh, a migraine trigger for me. But I decided, I, my practitioner at the time said, you know what, you really need to eliminate all forms of caffeine in your life. So even your green tea and black tea and coffee, everything needs to go. Um, I even stopped drinking kombucha for a while. Um, I still just drink it occasionally, yeah. but um, but I was really just uh, getting rid of that kind of stimulant. Anything that was going to trigger blood sugar issues, adrenal issues, because I was already, you know, my adrenals are always already getting a little bit tired, and then you know, caffeine does affect the thyroid too. So I um, I gave that up. I've only had coffee one time since 2012, and that was about a year later. So, like, in 2013, I had a little bit of coffee, and within 30 minutes, I had a migraine. Yeah. So, for me, which I really shouldn't have been surprised because my mom, um, coffee has been one of her migraine triggers. So, I wonder if part of that is hereditary. But, um, so, it's not, I don't think it's the caffeine for me because I used to be able to drink coffee just fine and not ever get any migraines. I think there's something else in the coffee. Yeah that I'm reacting to. So um, so I gave up coffee. I was sad because for me it was, uh, at, at the time I was a total Starbucks addict. I was going to Starbucks at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. <laughs> um, so, so I really, because it was the, it was the taste, the taste that I craved and it was that comfort of having something really hot and creamy and bitter and, yeah. Just that, just that feeling that coffee gives you, and I know a lot of people can relate to that. So, um, so I gave it up, and I was really sad, and so I was drinking herbal tea, you know, with coconut milk or whatever. But it just wasn't the same. Like after a while, I was just like, I can't drink herbal tea anymore. This is so boring. I need something different. So I started experimenting with the um, some of the coffee substitutes on the market, but I found out that most of them are made with grains, uh, typically barley and rye. And I had also gone grain-free at that time to address leaky gut issues and digestion issues, so I wasn't consuming any grains at the time. And even the ones that are gluten-free, um, they're highly processed um, to remove the gluten from it. Even though they're gluten-free, they can still contain a certain amount, like parts per million um, of gluten. And so my practitioner at the time also kind of warned me, like, you know, that you probably would be fine drinking them if you want, but I would personally advise not. And the reason being because 
gluten is a, I never reacted to gluten as far as getting like stomach pains or breaking out or things like that. Um, but my antibody levels for my autoimmune disease reacted to gluten. So on a cellular level, I was having a very strong reaction. So just removing gluten from my diet when I got that diagnosis within six months, my antibodies had dropped from totally off the charts. Um, like I was so, my antibody levels were so high that the, it was far beyond what the top of the reference range was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had dropped down to 300, which was getting, I think, uh, I can't remember now what the reference range is for that, but I think it was like anything less than 50 was considered normal. Um, so I was, I managed to get it down to around 300 and that was just removing, removing gluten and dairy. Um, and gluten has been linked to autoimmune um, issues, you know, primarily like the thyroid issues because the gluten protein um, is very similar to the thyroid proteins in your body. So um, that's what triggers an auto autoimmune response. So for me, I just didn't want to take any risks. I'm like, even if I don't notice that I'm reacting to it, I'm afraid that on a cellular level I might be, and I don't want to risk it. So, yeah. um, so then I decided, okay, I have to take matters into my own hands and make something <laughs> that tastes good and soothes that coffee feeling for me and that taste, like it really needs to try to taste as close to coffee as I can possibly make it. So I really just started experimenting um, with different herbs and and trying to get that earthy, bitter flavor that coffee has and um, just sort of making it for myself and I was sharing it with my family and friends and, you know, they were saying, oh, you should try to sell this and I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. (laughs) So then I had... um, Late last year, I had a few people that really started to, uh, through my blog, started to express interest in the blends. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to set up a little Etsy shop and, and start offering it because a lot of people, I mean, I'm a do-it-yourselfer. I like to get stuff and do it myself, but I, a lot of people aren't. They want to just buy the product, and so it was a lot easier for them to just have me make it and sell it to them. So that's kind of how all of that came around, and I have gotten a whole bunch of feedback from people, too, that... You know, taste is always subjective, so not everybody thinks that it tastes just like coffee, but I have gotten a lot of people who say that it does, especially the Clean Living Blend. If you put a little bit of sweetener and a little bit of cream or coconut milk in there, to me, it tastes almost identical to coffee and to some other people, too, but you are getting some health benefits from it, too, because all of these herbs have been used, um, you know, in traditional Chinese medicine and other herbal medicines for, you know, stimulating digestion and supporting liver function and just supporting the whole digestive process because they're bitter herbs. Um, And we don't get enough bitters in our diet um, just as a culture, especially here in America. So um, you do get some, you know, digestive support from them as well. So that's kind of a little added benefit of the root herbs for those. So. Well, I'll tell you, it's been really amazing because with I started having to take them because of a histamine intolerance, and with the histamine intolerance, that affects your adrenals as well. Your liver and kidneys uh, take a hit uh, because they get sluggish, and I've always had struggles with that. So now that I've I've understand about the histamine intolerance, looking back, I've probably had this my whole life, but through stress, excessive stress, it really forced it to the surface, and so. That's uh-huh. why I'm benefiting from the coffee as well because of of those added bonuses. And my son, 
is high-functioning autistic and is on a gluten-free diet. And with what you shared, that totally makes sense because um, for him it caused a lot of inflammation in his digestive system and everything. And when you were talking mm-hmm. about the cellular level and the um, autoimmunes, I, I'm going to share this with a couple of my friends. A couple of my friends really suffer greatly with autoimmune um, diseases. And I know that what you just shared will be really beneficial to them because not n- neither of them are on a gluten-free diet. So I will definitely mention that. Mm-hmm. And thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah, it really, it was really shocking because, you know, a lot of people, you know, I had, wasn't officially um, diagnosed with celiac or anything like that. So it was really just kind of standard protocol in the alternative health world. Now, in your standard mainstream medicine, they're going to look at you and say, remove gluten, you treat autoimmune, whatever. Right. But, um, you know, in the alternative world, it's pretty pretty well accepted that gluten needs to be the first thing that goes with any kind of chronic illness, really, but especially for inflammatory and autoimmune uh, diseases. And um, there's just a lot of really strong links between the way the, pro- the body recognizes the gluten proteins as being similar to the proteins that are in the cells. So um, that's what you can cause those autoimmune reactions. So I was really, you know, I was shocked and ecstatic to see how much... Um, things had dropped, you know, just within that six-month time. So I tell people whenever they get an autoimmune diagnosis or if they're dealing with any kind of inflammatory issue, remove the gluten um, and then remove other grains too. I I would probably just do an all-grain-free, but it's primarily gluten. Get rid of that for a while, six months or so, and then and really see how you feel. A lot of people are probably going to see results pretty quick because if you can get that trigger out, your body can calm down that immune response and that inflammatory response. So that's the first thing I tell people. So, <laughs> Well, and that's awesome because I, I went on a uh, no-starch, no-sugar diet two years ago, and it was just mm-hmm. absolutely incredible how I felt instantly. And and I put some back in my diet here and there, but when I do the starch, I do gluten-free because of my son being gluten-free. And, and mm-hmm. even then, sometimes I even with the gluten-free, just the starch in general, if you have too much, um, I still feel it. So it's been quite a process because when you start eliminating foods or you basically go down to nothing and then just start adding one thing at a time so that you can tell whether it's a trigger or not a trigger because I basically had to do that with this because all your food has either a histamine level or an antihistamine level in it. And it's, it's, it's quite interesting when you really get down to the science of our bodies and our food intake. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard uh, because there's no two people that are the same. You really, yeah. healing your body and figuring out what your body can tolerate is such an individual process. Just because somebody says, you know, you have an autoimmune disease and you need to do the autoimmune diet protocol doesn't necessarily mean that you're automatically going to see results on that autoimmune protocol because it's just so, you really have to customize it to yourself. Like you may be able to tolerate eggs with no problem. You may be able to tolerate nuts and seeds with no issues and maybe something else is a trigger for you. So um, you really have to be willing. It's hard work. Yeah. I always, <laughs> I always joke to people that healing is not for sissies because it takes <laughs> a lot of time, a lot of patience, and you have to be willing to put in the work. Yeah. But you know, what's the alternative? We can just get sicker and sicker, and then end up debilitated or dead. Right. So you know, it's totally worth it. But you have to just be patient and, and experiment and find out what works for you, and not. Don't get too caught up in what other people tell you that you need to do. 
You need to figure out what works for you. Like you found out the the histamine stuff and also that if you eat too much starch, um, you know, you start having the inflammatory responses again. So it's just really critical to figure out what works for you and then stick with it. Yes, so true. And it's so funny because I say to my husband, eating is absolutely overrated. When I was going through that and trying to find foods, I was just like, oh, my word, you know, just until you work through that. But like you said, it's so beneficial because once you work through it and you Uh figure uh out what you can and can't have and what works good for you or how you can um, counteract sometimes because through exercise, Uh if I cheat and have something I shouldn't, if I exercise, I can work it through my system a little faster and, you know, there's tricks, Uh but... But you feel so, so much better. And um, for those yeah. of you folks out there that are interested in um, more information on her herbal coffees, you can go to treyerwilderness.com slash herbal coffee, and you'll be taken right to her Etsy store where you can find it for those of you on the road. But we're going to take a short break and come back and talk some more with Jessica. Like I said, she's a wealth of information, so stay tuned. The new Pioneer Magazine, taking the skills and techniques of yesteryears and combining it with solar, hydroponics, and various other advancements of today, creating the most robust pioneering magazine on the market. In addition to the new Pioneer Magazine, they also have available the American Frontiersman Magazine, taking you back to a more primitive time, and both magazines can be found at newpioneermag.com. Get your copies today and be prepared for tomorrow. Do you have a loved one or are you suffering from celiac disease or a gluten intolerance? Trying to find that perfect flour? Whether you are baking cookies, flaky pie crust, or baking breads from scratch, or you are looking for a quick cake from a package, look no further. Better Batter offers non-GMO gluten-free products with an assortment of packaged items as well as flour packaged in varying sizes, including their bulk sizes. Perfect for those of you that are practicing your preparedness skills. Better Batter is not just another gluten-free flour. It's what you have been searching for. Visit betterbatter.org. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Okay, we're back, and we are uh, speaking with Jessica Espinoza from deliciousobsessions.com, and um, she is just sharing gobs of information today, and we were just talking about why she created her coffee and uh, autoimmune diseases and inflammation, and I thought I'd, I'd kind of lead this into some of the other things she has going on. She has ebooks that you have produced. Uh, Jessica, did you want to talk a little bit about those? Sure. I have, let's see, I think I have four books that um, on my site, and two of them are ones that I've written, and then two were actually part of a community project that I did. Uh, the first one that I wrote, my very first ebook was called Keeping It Real, and it is uh, pretty much your little primer, getting started guide to real food. So I, I really kind of targeted that towards people who were maybe transitioning off the standard American diet and you know, needed to know uh, how to stock their pantry, and I have some nutrition charts in there so you can, you know, look at the nutrition chart and see, you know, the best food sources for your vitamins and your minerals and stuff like that. So I added those in there, and then it's got um, 85 recipes in there, including a whole bunch of unpublished recipes, too. So I have that on my site. 
Um, and then I have a book that's all real food beverages um, that I called Keeping Your Cool. <laughs> so a lot of, you know, I get tired of drinking water <laughs> all yes, the time. Me too. So um, I wanted to create some, you know, healthy, delicious drinks that don't have any, you know, refined sugars. Um, most of them are sweetened with just a little bit of stevia, um, not even any, like, maple syrup or honey or anything like that. So they're going to be really low sugar um, using natural sugars, um, some refreshing little fizzy drinks. I've got a, like a faux strawberry mojito, um, and a fizzy ginger lemonade, which those are great for summer, um, coming up on the hot weather. I just absolutely love those. The strawberry mojito is probably one of my favorites. Nice. Um, so that one is available as well. And then I have two, the two community cookbooks that I worked on. Um, those are kind of a compilation, you know, like, um, in the old days, you know, you would have, like, recipe swaps at church and with little groups, and so you would share recipes. So this is kind of bringing back that style of sharing, so it's kind of a compilation of the best recipes from a whole bunch of different bloggers in the real food and paleo world. So uh, one of them is gluten-free snacks. So every snack that you could possibly want, all made gluten-free. Um, and then I have another one that is for um, anybody who's on the autoimmune protocol. Actually, anybody could enjoy these recipes. But if you're on the autoimmune protocol, um, it's 85 breakfast recipes. And if if you've ever done the autoimmune protocol, if anybody's ever done it, breakfast is probably the hardest meal of the day because you have to get rid of eggs. So I remember when I started the autoimmune protocol and I couldn't have eggs, I was thinking, what am I going to eat for breakfast? <laughs> with nothing to eat. So I really wished that I had had that cookbook whenever I had started the autoimmune protocol because it would have saved me some frustration. But um, it's got everything from different kinds of breakfast skillets to different kinds of sausage patties and cereals and all sorts of stuff that you can eat that's all autoimmune protocol compliant. So I have all of those um, on my site available for purchase. And then you can also find Keeping It Real and Keeping Your Cool on Amazon too. So Nice. nice. And and I will be passing that book along to my friends as well. So and, awesome. and I have I have your gluten free snacks book and that is absolutely awesome. So um good. Yeah, there's so many good recipes in there. I love getting cookbooks and I love I love the way people are sharing the recipes because that's something that seems to be a lost art. You know, people aren't doing that as often or or mm-hmm. um I know from myself, my grandmother passed and we didn't end up with her recipes and it, it, they ended up going to auction and it was like a crime because my grandmother had such great recipes that we would have liked to pass down. So it's nice being able to, oh, yeah. to do these books and um, there's a good bunch of people um, that contributed in those books. So definitely check those out folks. But I would like to give you the floor also because I know you have another program going on that um, definitely needs mentioning. Oh, yes. I would love to talk about uh, 20 Dishes, which is uh, a site that I created with a couple of other um, paleo bloggers. And uh, it's actually been live since August of last year, but we are actually doing kind of a rollout of a new dashboard. The site got a a major overhaul, and we created some really cool um, interface uh, usability features for our members. So we're really excited to be rolling that out in probably the next few days. Um, hopefully by April 1st, all of that will be implemented and totally live for our members. And it is going to make um, the members' lives a lot easier as far as managing your weekly meal plans and your shopping list and everything like that. But the premise of 20 Dishes is to teach people a system 
to get them out of the kitchen faster because one of the biggest complaints that I hear from my readers and also that my partners were hearing from their readers is that anybody who switches to a real food diet or a paleo diet is just overwhelmed with the amount of food prep that you have to do, especially if you're really making a commitment to eat all three of your meals made from scratch at home and avoid eating out and things like that. So you can spend a whole lot of time in the kitchen and most families today are just way too busy to be spending hours upon hours prepping their food. So they get frustrated. A lot of them, you know, slide back into, you know, getting takeout because it's faster and easier. So we really wanted to develop a system and a site that gives people um, the tools that they need to get in and get their meal prep done, pick a prep day, typically Sunday is what a lot of people like to do, um, and follow our system, and we will teach you how to prep all of your dinners for the entire week um, in under an hour. So really all you have to do on the day that you're going to be cooking is just pull your stuff out of the fridge and toss it in the crock pot or toss it in the pan, and dinner is going to be on the table before you know it. So you're going to spend more time living and less time cooking, awesome. <laughs> which I think we all want to do. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. And that does – I hear that struggle as well from people – and it is a task when you take on something new until you get the grasp of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just overwhelming. So this is a great opportunity. And it's 20dishes.com is where you can uh, yeah. find uh, Jessica's resources. And um, what it, uh, that's awesome. I'm going to check that out, too, because I know I can't pr- pull off mine in, a, in an hour right now. So I'm, I'm curious, and I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, once you learn the system, you'll be surprised at how quickly you can get things done. It really is just learning how to utilize your time in the kitchen um, a lot more efficiently. We all make, I mean, I've learned a ton from this system myself just in kind of how I organize my prep time. So um, you'd be surprised how quickly you can get stuff prepped um, if you just have the right tools to do it. So Right. Nice. Well, I will check that out too. But, and it is nice because awesome. I like I like to be in my kitchen. Being in my kitchen and baking and cooking is like really relaxing to me and very gratifying. So I enjoy being in my kitchen, mm-hmm. but when you are in your kitchen, you know, trying to do all these things and it's not enjoyable because you've got too much on your plate and you're trying to pull this mm-hmm. all off. This is a great tool. Plus, we somehow end up having loads of people at our home on a regular basis. So keeping up with the food and the number of people is, is can be uh, tasked sometimes. So being able to do this is also a really great benefit. For those of you with large yeah. families, I imagine yeah. this is covered in your classes too? Yes. The, actually, the new interface, the dashboard that we're rolling out, is going to have the ability to... Um, let you choose the serving sizes. So if you've got a really big family and you need all of the recipes for your meal plan to be calculated out for 10 people or 12 people, then all you do is literally push a couple buttons and it's done. And so your shopping list will adjust um, so that you, you know, you're getting all of the stuff that you need at the grocery store because there's nothing worse than going to the grocery <laughs> store, getting home, and realizing that you've forgotten a whole bunch of stuff that you need or that you didn't buy enough of something. So, nice. um, and then on the other hand, you know, if you're just a single person or maybe just a couple and you don't need as much um, leftovers and things like that, you could adjust it down to just one or two people. So you really can customize. Um, your serving size and everything based on what you need for your family. So that's it's a great way to make sure that you're getting the most out of 
the time that you're spending in the kitchen and also being able to feed everybody that you need to feed. That is sweet. That is so sweet. Because what's really funny is I've got it pretty much down to a science now, but my guys eat enough. <laughs> There's two of them, and they eat enough for four people. So, you know, right. when I'm going to get meat, the butcher asks me how many people. I say three, and he and he goes, oh, then you just need this. I'm like, no, I need it probably to feed about eight or ten. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so that's awesome, though. That's really, really awesome, and and a great resource and a great tool because so many people struggle with this. Especially the other thing that comes into play here is everybody being so busy today. You know, there's just the the amount of time left in a day to do such things is so limited anymore. We're just in such a rush, rush society, and this is perfect. So perfect. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, Jessica, we are running out of time, but I would like to thank you very much for joining me today and also open up the floor to you one last time to just um, say some last words to my audience, maybe give them some encouraging words to embracing what you have started. Well, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be on your show. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. And so um, probably one of the most common questions I get asked is, you know, how to not be overwhelmed whenever you're starting out with real food or you're trying to do all of these natural living things. Um, just know that you don't have to do everything perfectly and just take baby steps. Figure out one thing that you want to master in your natural living journey, master it, and then add something else in. Don't try to do it all at once because nobody can handle it all and nobody can do it perfectly. So just be patient with yourself and take it one day at a time. Awesome. Such awesome advice. Have you guys heard that before? That is just awesome because that's what I say all the time is just baby steps. Don't overwhelm yourself because once you overwhelm yourself, you'll want to stop. So that's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jessica. And folks, thank you so much for joining me today. I did want to just mention one last thing. I have the opportunity to be a part of a non-brand essential oil summit that is coming up in May and they have opened up registration and you can go to treyerwilderness.com slash EO revolution and that's for essential oil revolution so again that's treyerwilderness.com slash EO revolution and I am going to be speaking there as well as contributing uh, information on natural health so I would love to have you folks join me and I really feel as well as good food and Healthy foods, whole foods, uh, natural health is just another step into really uh, broadening your your well-being. So um, check that out. And again, thank you so much for joining me, folks. You guys take care. And until our next show, God bless. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where you will learn something new every week. We hope you enjoyed the show and encourage you to join us at TreyerWilderness.com. And be sure to connect with us on iTunes. Remember, your reviews on iTunes are very important to us and help us reach more people just like you. 